Welcome to the Dragon Tackle Podcast. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DragonTackle.net and Howard Magazine's WhatHoward.com, and I am here with my two co-hosts, Ryan Bailey, Theo Messi. Ryan has returned from his shopping trip at Trader Joe's, apparently. Uh, he's yes, all stocked Ryan. up and ready to go. What did you acquire yeah. in the Trader Joe's window? Do you know what we buy at Trader Joe's? We buy Weetabix, which is a British cereal. It's the only it place is. you can get it. And uh, <laughs> we go in there and we buy five boxes. And every time we go to the counter, they're like, you're British, aren't you? We're like, yep. <laughs> no one else buys this shit. Oh, well, aside from your Weetabix, Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? I'm very good. I'm very carved up with my Weetabix right now. Uh, as you can see, I'm wearing my Chanel haute couture gown, hand-painted with silver uh, and embroidered with crystals and sequins. I was going to wear this to the state dinner, but Melania Trump was wearing the same thing, so I didn't wear it in the end. So I'm wearing it tonight. I'm, I'm, you know, I wanted to air it. Very nice. Well, what did you end up wearing to the state dinner then? Oh, I Donald, I Donald ducked it. I just wore a hat. <laughs> One of those red MAGA hats. You just wore a like hat. Like Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Leading with love, Ryan J. Bailey. Music. Time. And nobody <laughs> wanted to hold my hand. Nobody would do it. Oh, Ryan. I would do it. Because <laughs> I eat so much Weetabix. Anyway. Mm. Theo, how are you? What are you wearing? Good. I haven't had Weetabix in a minute. Um, <laughs> have you ever had it before? I have, yeah. It's, it's just like yeah, worse. I'm not, uh, a fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah, me neither. It's like, it's like a worse Chex Mix. Yeah. But it's like one giant check. Yeah. Really good for your innards, though, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, Probably better than Chex Mix, whatever the fuck that is, yeah. Ryan def, is pooping def, as we speak. Literally. It's like a log <laughs> cabin out there. Um, I am feeling great. Uh, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I'm sick of putting these sexual images in your heads. Uh, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to talk about soccer. We're getting out of the business end of the season. I hate the Champions League. I hate everything else. Why do you hate the Champions League? Because it's stupid. Stupid? What? It's the same teams, and the refs always make it that way, and uh, it's boring. (laughs) I'm I'm sick and tired of Roma being in this, in you know, semi-final stage. Yeah, Roma and Liverpool, you know, the same teams all the time. Liverpool is a traditional European power. Traditional, but not in in the last. Yeah, maybe thirty years ago, pal. Nine years. Thirty years ago, you make it seem like Istanbul was in the '60s. That was a decade ago. Also, yeah, the man. 80s was when they were a European powerhouse, which was 30 years ago. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if you look at the table of teams that have gone far in Europe and won the Champions League, they repeat themselves. They're all the well, same teams. Once again, as we have firmly established on this show, Theo has zero concept of history or nature or anything. Anything at all. This he was not so false. The, the, the Football Witness Protection Program has an awful uh, homeschooling program. It has not done him well. Literally, before we came on it, he was discussing how he believes time is not linear. So uh, <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. And yes, he is still high from 420. It's it's <laughs> continued all week. <laughs> Brooks, how are you? What are you wearing and stuff? Uh, well, since it is the business end of the season, as Theo alluded to, I am wearing my Palermo shirt since they are in the hunt for promotion back to Serie A. They're currently third in Serie B. So I am supporting them in their in their fight to get back to their rightful place in the top division. Why is it their rightful place? Because they belong there. You got to have the the, the southern Why they belong clubs. There? They they need some more southern representation in Serie A. Napoli can't do it themselves. 
They, they need a Sicilian club in Syria. In Syria, they might literally do it themselves, though. They're very close. They, they're doing very well, and uh, I will speak more on Napoli in a second here. But first, before we get to our dirty tackles of the week, I have some breaking news I just learned earlier today before we recorded. What? Uh, this is breaking news from several hours ago. Yes. Uh, this is just groundbreaking news in the world of Dirty Tackle. Hang on. Wenger uh, out. He's out. He's finally it's, out. It's, it's, it's groundbreaking. Happened. Arsene Wenger is no longer the manager of Arsenal. Well, yeah, there was that. That was last week, Theo. Try and keep up. This week, Dimitar Berbatov is making his feature film debut. And no, it is not a sex tape. Just to <laughs> get that out of your minds right away. This is a real... Bulgarian film that he is starring in called Revolution X, and he plays a drug lord, just a real slick, total Berbatov character, uh, and it's it's fantastic. The trailer is available online. Search for Revolution X. You can see it in all its glory. The this Burba, is sad because the Continental but, is now a film. Yeah, it's star. okay, but it's a Bulgarian film, which like means it's in black and white. Probably no. It's just sad because <laughs> Dimitar Berbatov is kind of like you know softer. A uh, weirder version of Ibra before Ibra came along. <laughs> if you're if you're with me in terms of target strikers, pale skin, dark, I, longish hair, I kind of uh, see that ability to finish in, in a multitude of ways. Anywho, so now it's being reported Zlatan in L.A. Of course, uh, his next move is to be a film star, and so you know the Berba's film career in Bulgaria is not really going to compare to uh, the well, Lion. That's where he's getting his start. He'll quickly move up the ranks to uh, Hollywood. Right, but I'm saying like he's already He'll be in all the woods. He's way he's way behind already though, I think you know. We need um a remake of the movie Face Off with the Berber and the Ebra. <laughs> yeah. That oh, Ryan, that would be the greatest film of all time. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm, I, I'm ne- as we speak. I'm now tremendously disappointed that, that that doesn't exist. That you just the ruined parent my trap day. with Ebra and um Berber. But th- this Lindsay film looks amazing. So he's smoking cigars. He's intimidating people. He's driving uh, luxury sports cars. It's it's everything that you would imagine from a Dimitar. It's a documentary. <laughs> it, it it might be. All it needs is his cousin Timitar, and it's it's mm. it's there. Yeah, no love for Timmy. They couldn't get him like a side role in this Bulgarian motion picture. Well, they got to shave him down, and it's it's a whole ordeal. Uh, he Jeez, prefers to be behind right. the camera. He 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 operates the camera. Yeah, he's a post op guy. He is. Okay, so anyway, uh, Dirty Tackles of the Week. Ryan, start us off. Who you got? I'm going to Dirty Tackle the English Football Association. Uh, what did they do now? Uh, they've done lots of things to me, Brooksy, over the years. Uh, the most recent thing they've done is they've agreed to sell Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Uh, I. When Wembley Stadium first opened, it took many years to build. It was the most expensive stadium ever built. Wait, which, I, as a, which first Wembley Stadium? Like this one? Not, the, not the one that was built in 1908. I mean, the one that came to pass like in <laughs> Again, clearly, I've already been chided for what I think about time, so I'm just trying to That's make sure. That's true. I'm sorry. I should, I should have made I just, myself much clearer. Literally, more than anything, I just want to know what you're talking about. But anyway, so New Wembley cost, cost a fortune. Most expensive stadium ever before Zenit made their multi-billion dollar mistake. Uh, and as an English, so as a British taxpayer, I paid for quite a lot of it. And now they're selling it to Shahid Khan, owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the, the Fulham Fulhamars, the Michael Jackson and, um, <laughs> statue guy. Yeah, so they're going to make no. A ton that of money. was make... the guy who owned Fulham before. That was uh, oh, was it? Yeah, the guy who owned. So, so this guy hates Al-Fayed, Michael Jackson. Al Fayed, yeah. So yeah. this guy tore a statue of Michael Jackson down. He did. Yeah, he's the one that took it down. 
<laughs> exactly, yes. So that was, anyway. Uh, he, they, basically, they, the FA are going to make a ton of money from selling the stadium. I want my money back. So I think I'm owed at least about a million. So I'm, I'm expecting <laughs> the, the check in the, in the mail for that one. Definitely. Uh, but the second reason is, is this sort of a retroactive, because Theo doesn't believe in linear time, this will work for him. Uh, of course, <laughs> the, the Football Association are the reason that the Milton Keynes team exist in 2002. They, an arbitration panel let them uh, franchise away from their home in Wimbledon. Uh, because, and they said that a breakaway club that fans were planning to start was not in the wider interests of football. That club was AFC Wimbledon, who are now guaranteed to finish above MK Dons in League One this season. Thus proving <laughs> that the Milton Keynes team were a massive mistake and the FA should be thoroughly ashamed of themselves for letting it happen. Fuck you, FA! <laughs> wow. Ryan coming in hot. I like it. Uh, Ryan coming in hot with another very particular personal problem. But that's why we're here. <laughs> we're here to listen to you. We're here to, uh, you know, lend a, a caring shoulder and ear maybe to these, these tales that you tell from your motherland, even though nobody understands them. So, But I, I, I totally agree on, on both counts, but primarily on the the Wembley deal why are they selling Wembley what is why so they can have NFL football in England bro isn't that right what but I wants? thought I thought they designated the new Spurs stadium as the NFL arena for for London no, uh, the maybe they can use that for the international games I think maybe the plan is to move the Jacksonville Jaguars there on a full-time basis and make it their yeah, stadium literally. I assume that's the plan uh, yeah. But the reason for the FA selling it is because they claim they could use the money to fund grassroots football, you know, to get, get you know. I'm sure try, England, try one, one the of German the smaller thing. countries that is actually a football power, needs more grassroots football. I'm sure. Mm. Well, maybe, I'm sure well, there's just not enough football in, in England. How could you How could you have enough? I mean, well, after, you could make it better. <laughs> after the disastrous deal for the Olympic Stadium to West Ham. Yeah. This just seems like it's a bad idea, and it would not work, and it would be just awful. Well, I think well, that's too bad because it's happened, it's hasn't ha- it? Well, it's, Isn't it? It's it might happen by the time this podcast goes out. But ah. the um, you know, Wembley was a hu- way over budget. They started holding the semi-finals of the FA Cup at Wembley in every England game there, just so they could try and recoup some money for it, and they're still doing that now. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's just like a you know, cut it loose kind of situation. They could use the money for better things, but you know, I paid for that stadium. I want some of that money back. If they're going to sell it. Did you have an yeah, option ha- to pay for it or use your hands to like build it? Maybe put some concrete slabs in. No. <laughs> Maybe right. I can take. A Are you sure? Things. Maybe you should ask. Theo's idiocy aside, how can they actually sell a taxpayer-funded stadium? How, how does that work? That doesn't seem like it would be legal. Yeah, that's what I don't understand either. That's There's why a lot money of shit back. out there that d- doesn't seem legal. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from me. All right. I'm bored of my own voice. <laughs> Theo? Go MK Dons. Oh. Uh, I, again, don't have a, a dirty tackle, but... Don't bring that pitch- hate in here. I was just being facetious. I love AFC Wimbledon. That's not I facetious. That I love AFC Wimbledon. Carry on. All right. And their and their, and their badge. Um, there's a flamingo fan that got an entire Adidas flamingo kit red tattooed to his body. Now I do scale. think this one is pretty. Yes, like a like it's, it's a, like it's a the, kit the full tattoo, tattoo on his body. It's a full shirt tattoo. 
red a red shirt. And I think the sponsor logos are on there as well, which is so dumb. No, uh, I don't think no. It's so it's it's the the red and black hoops of Flamengo. It right, has the the crest over you know where it should be. It's it's a full. It looks like a real shirt. It's a, it's an actual shirt, full full torso tattoo. No, so I think this is pretty cool, but I'm going to dirty tackle them anyways because uh, if you're going to tattoo your entire body, you need to sell that space and make a profit off of it because that's some prime <laughs> real estate. So he's yeah. just instead devoted it to the thing he loves the most, Flamenco Football Club, which is like, you know, there's a romantic bit there, but uh, I worry that if he's not married, um, it's going to stay He is married. He is married. He is married. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, I worry <laughs> that his kids are going to think he's weird when he never takes his shirt off to get in the pool, but... See, I you know, think what are you going to do? If you go through all that, you're not wearing a shirt ever again. This is your shirt from now on. This is all you wear. Right? That's what I mean. But you have essentially given up the ability to take your shirt off because you have a permanent shirt tattooed to your. Oh, skin. I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can't. You literally like you can't pop the top on the beach fully because you always have a top. Does on. it mean um, if he gets some t- a shoes tattooed on his feet, he could permanently not? be in, in, in violation of the shirt and shoes rule when he walks into the gas station <laughs> yeah. shop. Probably, but he would have shards of glass in his feet from walking. Mm. Mm. <laughs> True. So apparently, this what I'm is... trying to say is he cut off a big part of Brazilian life, which is going to the beach, taking your shirt off, and scoping the honeys. <laughs> and he can't do that now because he has a shirt tattooed to himself. Well, I he can do it, that. I just think it's young, he's young. He probably should, It was a rash decision. It just seems a bit... Seems like a but okay, I'll, I'll counter. I, I see where you're coming from, but I will counter and say, you know, lots of people get their entire bodies covered in tattoos of random uh, symbols and shapes and colors. Why not just get a shirt that you really like for the team that you love? Is that any worse? Yeah, I think it's stupider. <laughs> Why? Because it's one dumb it? shirt. Like it's stupid. It looks stupid. Come on, just so just apparently objectively. I don't need a reason here. Just look at it. It looks stupid. <laughs> it's visibly it's, stupid. It's the 2015 Flamengo uh, shirt. It has the number okay. 10 on the back. Great. And yeah, it's it covers 40% of his body. Like, I don't know. What if, what if the number 10 for Flamingo in three years turns out to uh, be like a serial killer, you know, and it's all over the papers and it's it's a whole thing. This guy's going to have his jersey tattooed to himself <laughs> they forever. Get, they probably get a new number 10 at that point. Right, but this guy's going to have his old jersey on forever. <laughs> I wonder if, he will, if he'll modify it through the years, like as they change their design from year to year, if he'll modify it. God, it hurt. If his body can take any more pain, then yes. But <laughs> that must have sure. cost a fortune, too. It must have been so yeah. expensive. Flamingo better have paid for that, otherwise that's dirty. Yeah, that's that's intense. Wow. Yeah, so dirty tackle for that guy. Sorry, man. I think it's kind of cool, but I had nothing else to talk about. So there you go. <laughs> wow, that's the, the that's old a, mother of all backtracks, yeah, right? At the end. That's a half-hearted dirty tackle, right there. Just in case he's listening in uh, Brazil. <laughs> Brooks, who are you dirty tackling? All right, well, he is I rolling am- down his non-shirt. Yeah, I am farming out my dirty tackle, actually, because I cannot top what Lorenzo Insigne, uh, his dirty tackle of, of Juve last week, uh, as you may or may not know, Napoli beat Juve at the death in their big showdown in Serie A, uh, Koulibaly header in the 90th minute in, uh, in added time, to steal the win at the very end, after the match... They asked Napoli's Lorenzo Insigne, they said, uh, the reporters asked, 
Juve said they were going to play like it was a Champions League final, and they lost. And Insigne said, yeah, they're they're used to that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because they've lost several Champions League finals. Exactly. Uh, so that was just insult to injury, and I can't top that. So Lorenzo Insigne with the, I think, the true dirty tackle of the week here. Well done. Um, I... Uh, I'm not going to be against Insigne at all here. I'm all for that. I think because footballers so rarely show personality and often it's just like, you know, quotes where, you know, uh, that could apply to any situation. They never, never actually express their own opinions. So I I think that's great that he's done. Big fan. <laughs> I'm also a big fan because uh, if you follow the, the Dirty Tackle Instagram, you've seen my posts about his struggle with overly tall uh, mascots. He always gets paired with mascots that are very tall, and he is a oh, yeah. very, very short man. So uh, it creates a very amusing disparity. That's got to be done on purpose, right? Oh, definitely. His teammates are always giggling when they see it, and I think they do it definitely on purpose. So Lorenzo Insigne, just bringing joy left and right, unless you're a Juve fan, uh, then you probably don't like him very much. Approved. Approved. <laughs> But yeah, Napoli, it's, it's all happening in Napoli this season. They're they are doing amazing things. They're entertaining to watch. And apparently they're getting a documentary soon, soon too. So. Yeah, a Netflix I saw one, that right? today. Uh, Is Netflix it Netflix? Or dugout or some someplace. I don't know. Everyone's getting in on the act. Yeah. Documentaries left and right. Because Juve have theirs on Netflix. Yep. And, City's uh, coming to uh, Amazon Prime soon. Yeah. Uh, From the city of the eternal sun. But no one will People ever... That want- <laughs> no one will ever top Liverpool. Brennan Rodgers, uh, that was being Liverpool. Yeah, that was just incredible. Uh, that will never be topped. Oh, the envelopes telling off Raheem the envelopes, like yeah. he was a five-year-old. Oh, I love the it. The envelopes. Oh, Daniel Craig oh narrating at the end going, this is the part where I go to my agent. Why the hell did I agree to do this? <laughs> He's a big Liverpool fan. Like in real life. He is That's a very big Liverpool fan, yeah. as you can tell by his strong Liverpudlian accent. <laughs> oh, great. Great for them. I'm so sick of them, bro. Get them out of here. Wait. Okay. Theo, what is with you and Liverpool? I hate them. Down on most a lot. Why? They suck. <laughs> Clearly they don't. Can you expand on that a little bit? <laughs> no. I don't have to. Is it is something it? specific? I got, I got people in the streets that agree with me. They don't need me to expand upon it. People on the street. I mean... Producer Bro Salah is definitely not one of them. He might cut you out of this show after uh, after that outburst. Good. Do you like anything, Theo? What do you like? I, I love I love most things. I just hate Liverpool. <laughs> here, here you go. So, I mean, I hate Liverpool in general, but right now I'm not very fond of Jurgen Klopp, and I'm going to kick it back to Dirty Tackle episode, I don't know, 37 maybe, where... Jurgen Klopp uh, chewed out that that reporter after that tough result in the league, and I feel like Jurgen Klopp is really skirting by here in this in this season. You know, he's riding so. a wave of success. I feel like he's lost himself, but <laughs> he's papering over the the moral cracks as Liverpool continue to win and he continues to fist pump with the fans. But I feel like deep down, he's losing himself. He's a meaner. More mean spirited, <laughs> uh, crazier version of the Jurgen Klopp we all came to love. I don't and think that's true at all. I think I have I no think, idea what you're talking about. Yeah, 
You don't remember when he chewed second. out that reporter? You guys both remember this. I, yeah, I remember, remember that, that story. But not, I don't, idiotic I don't follow any of the events that you're claiming happened afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that one incident, how else is he losing his moral center? He's had uh, multiple quotes, statements, run-ins with the press. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about right that now. That have painted him in my mind. I, I don't know. I'm a big vibe guy, and I feel like his vibes are, are not good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any chance they're winning in here. Ugh. Wow. Okay. Karma is a bitch, Jurgen, and it's going to come back <laughs> to get you. <laughs> all right. So Theo did have a dirty tackle after all. <laughs> okay. After that, we have to take a break. Uh, let's have a word I'm from our sponsor. Uh, yeah, we're going to lie down and recover. Tell me, he's losing himself. Anyone close to him would agree. I spoke to his mom the other week. She, uh, she confirmed. She said he's not the same boy that he used to be. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> Class. Quality. Not human blood. These are the words that come to mind when one thinks of Bodega Iniesta Wines, the finest wines from one of the world's finest footballers, Andres Iniesta. Who, to be clear, is not a vampire. Like Andres himself, Bodega Iniesta Wines are the envy of the world. And also like Andres, they will soon be available in China. Perhaps not as good as they once were, but still pretty great in comparison to other wines currently available in the country. Again, Bodega Iniesta wines do not contain human blood, and Andres Iniesta is not an actual vampire. We want to make that perfectly clear. These are normal wines intended for mortal human beings. If you purchase Bodega Iniesta wines expecting to consume some kind of vampire elixir made by a footballing Dracula, you will be disappointed and you will not be entitled to a refund of your purchase. Bodega Iniesta Wines, China's newest and best blood-free wine. Mmm, tastes like Dutch tears. All right, we're back. Theo is still ranting about Jurgen Klopp, but we're going to move on. We're going to press forward. Uh, let's do we're some gonna throw-ins. We're going to press forward. Yeah, a little gengen pressing forward. Uh, throw-ins. So first up, we have uh, Andres Iniesta. He's about to call time on his Barcelona career, moving mm. out to China. Where's he going, Rye? China! He's going to China. <laughs> yeah, that's Donald right. Trump. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> China, China. Donald Trump impressions be damned. He is going to China. Uh, he's going to sell his China. wine out there, and um, he had his big kind of send off, I guess, in the Copa del Rey final. Uh, lifted another trophy. Pretty good way to go out, scoring a goal in a big victory and getting your own substitution, right? Exactly. Yeah. Almost as good as a John Terry guard of honor in the twenty sixth minute. <laughs> so after that performance. France football came out and issued a formal apology to Andres Iniesta for never awarding him the Ballon d'Or in his career. Wow, I respect that. Because so, he should have won it at least once, maybe twice. Well, and this is what they say. This is, this is what the uh, France football editor Pascal Ferre 
he wrote, forgive us, Andres. For us, he wasn't just a player. He was the player. His sacrifices for the team ultimately deprived him of greater individual recognition. Of all the absences on the list of Ballon d'Or winners, his is particularly painful. Unless he can have an opportune campaign at the World Cup in Russia and repair his domestic this domestic anomaly, they're upset. They they think he should should have won. And well, they, they are in control of it, so they shouldn't be too upset. And so uh, Sergio Ramos, with the hot take coming in, uh, in response to this apology, he goes, if Andres was called Andres Ino, he would have two Ballons d'Or. Two, not one, but two. If he was... So he's, he's bringing a racism angle in there, basically. Well, he's saying if he was Brazilian, he would be more appreciated, basically. Yeah, because they're Spanish during that period from like 2008 to 2012. Nobody knew anything about those guys. Yeah, they really under the radar. It wasn't even a Brazilian that like won the Ballon d'Or over him. It was an Argentine and a Portuguese man. Right. Yeah. And only one guy named Inyo has ever won the Ballon d'Or. So it's not like like the the Inyos have monopolized this award. The Inyos are not taking over as much as you think they are. (laughs) So I don't know if that's true, but uh, he definitely has been under underappreciated. Um, do you yeah, think I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not so sure on this tape because a they're basically apologizing for the existence of Messi and Ronaldo. That's because the thing. There's no. I, I don't know if he should have won over those two. No, he I think have. he, he should have won over Messi in a couple of those cases. Yeah. Not but yeah, not Messi, the both Messi, of them. Nah. Messi rode his coattails to being the greatest player of all time for sure. I ain't buying what you're selling there. And also, I think if Andre <laughs> Iniesta should be getting this much praise, I think that. Paul Scholes should also get an apology. Uh, well, I mean, well, if and, his name was Paulinho, if his name was Paulinho, <laughs> he'd be playing for Barcelona right now, and he'd be fine. Exactly. I, I mean, by by that logic, you could say Xavi too. You could say, you know, any number of midfield, uh, you know, underappreciated players could have won it. But mm. I, think jo- I can't. I cannot stand by and have. You say that Javi is underappreciated. Javi is overappreciated. Javi is the most Dick Flute soloed footballer in modern football's history, just because he can play a square ball and knows the difference between a half inch blade of grass and an inch blade of grass. It's fucking annoying. I, I kind... Are you just jealous of him because he won the lottery in Qatar? <laughs> did he? Yes, he, yeah, he, he won the lottery in Qatar. <laughs> How? Like by signing a contract there? I think he bought all well, the tickets. That's who. There's only like 10 people there, so... <laughs> yeah, the odds are pretty good. But, uh, Theo, I will agree that I think Barcelona will feel the loss of Iniesta far more than they felt the loss of Xavi. I think oh, he's much yes. more like the heart and soul of that club, uh, Iniesta yeah, I is. So. so I think I his think departure so. will really, really hurt. Yep. Or they'll just spend an ungodly amount of money to replace him. Well, that too, yeah. Yeah, then well... That's uh, bad. Th- that's another good point about Barcelona these days. All those players they used to raise themselves, now they just buy them. How many players coming through have they got at the moment? I would suggest not very many. I would suggest they now buy their players like Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, I bet. I mean, I bet it, they've got a solid academy still. But yes, they, in the past year, it has taken a turn for the buy. But that's kind of the thing with no matter how good your academy is, you're going to have those ebbs and flows where right some that was an aberration to have. 11 starters from the academy when a Champions League is wild. But I think La Mazzia is just like an Amazon warehouse at the moment. They're not even using it for soccer. <laughs> There's no, no one's coming out of it. There's nothing happening there. 
Uh, give it time. I think you'll see more. I, I think. It's How did you kind pronounce of a that? Thing. La Masia. Wow. I love a English Spanish man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. La Masia. Are you both Lamazia? Let's let's recap here. Are you both on the uh, no balance door for Iniesta? No, I think you should have at least one, maybe two. Ryan, you say zero. Theo, you say one. I say, I say, if he deserved one, he would have been given one. Okay. All right. I say he deserved one and a half. I mean, I say he's been great and he des- deserves more recognition, but I don't know if he was better than Messi or Ronaldo in any of those years. 20, uh, 2010, he should have definitely 2010, won the Ballon d'Or. Okay, yeah. He won. Yeah, he scored the game winner in the World Cup. True. They won the Champions League, the league. Nope. Yeah, that, <laughs> they was, didn't. that was 2009. That was 2009. In 2010, they did not. Yeah. That was into Milan. Well, I mean, on the same... Um, was that not the same calendar year for a Ballon d'Or no. vote? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, history, time, nature, not Theo's strong suits. <laughs> just, just uh, let's care. move on to... Um, I really yeah, just don't uh, care. We, we, we're talking about these nonsense players we've never heard of, like Andre Iniesta. Let's get to the real stuff. Jack yeah. Robwell. Um, the real Sunderland. I forgot Where's his Ballon d'Or? In, where, where is his Ballon d'Or and where is Jack Robwell? There's the questions. When is France football <laughs> going to write an article that they feel bad they didn't give a Ballon d'Or to Jack Robwell? <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> story going around the past few days. You know, Sunderland are in an absolute state. They've been, uh, you know, the, their aim this season was to get out of the championship at the first time of asking. They did that, but they went into League One. They went the wrong way. <laughs> so, uh, it's, uh, 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 it's, uh, you know, they've got, I think, Something like the seventh or eighth highest debt in the world, in world soccer. They've got more debt than PSG, and they've got all these players on huge contracts, one of whom is Jack Robwell, who's on £70,000 a week, which for a team who are in League One, that's like six months' budget for some teams in League One. Uh, He's on that for a week, and Chris Coleman, the manager, doesn't know where he is. He was quoted... (laughs) is quoted in an interview saying, no, I don't know where Jack is, to be honest with you. He won't be involved in our next game, which is a trip to Fulham. Uh, I was talking before a game with Fulham who are doing quite well in contrast to Sunderland. Uh, he might have been being facetious because it has been sort of reported that Robwell has been checking in, but it was more a comment on the fact that he's got 70 grand a week players no, not I think, using them, doesn't know where they are. I think he was being serious and, because he hasn't played for Sunderland since September. Yeah. Um, well, I think, yeah, he last surfaced in public in, like, January. Right. And he was a decent player. And, I mean, it's just it's, it's just indicative of the absolute chaos that's going on at Sunderland. It shows how if a team... if a, They're a case study in how a team can really be mismanaged. Big Premier League side, nice, glittery, fancy stadium, strong, loyal support. They should have loads of revenue streams. Instead, they that some of the players they've bought in the past five or six years and the decisions they've made and the management decisions that have gone on what a disaster! If you think you're, if you're ever unhappy about your club, just be glad you're not supporting Sunderland right now. Who could, <laughs> if it goes on like this, could disappear within a few seasons? Unbelievable. So I have a, a couple of points here. First of all, uh, Rodwell currently on seventy grand a week, uh, but that will be cut to a paltry forty-four grand a week in League One next <laughs> year, where the average salary is, uh, I think, seventeen hundred a week. So he's he's uh, <laughs> still on astronomical wages by League One standards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
But um, they got to get rid of him. They can't be paying him that money. Yeah, so I was curious myself, where is Jack Rodwell? So I went on his Twitter account to try and see if there's any clues there. And he hasn't tweeted since May of 2016. Uh, but I did see um, some promotional tweets from 2015 where he was thanking uh, Muscle Food UK, which is apparently some kind of like home food delivery service. Uh, and he was promoting them with a hashtag, tweet your meat. Hashtag tweet your meat. <laughs> Uh, possibly the most regrettable hashtag of all time. Um, I don't think that went over well. Uh, so yeah, Jack Rodwell making lots of money. I think it's great. (laughs) Maybe he just ate so much muscle food that he's so muscly he can't fit out his house anymore. He's just, he's housebound. (laughs) Maybe it's that. Maybe, but... Maybe he's too busy tweeting. He's just in his room tweeting. (laughs) (laughs) How much meat tweeting has he done? Yeah, seriously. Apparently, he's not tweeting his own meat because he hasn't tweeted in a while, but... Yeah, he got a burner account to tweet his meat from. (laughs) He doesn't want to be tweeting his meat all over the verified internet. (laughs) Gotta gotta do it in private, my guy. Can you imagine (laughs) having a job where you're paid £70,000 a week? That's like $110,000 a week. And he's not even And you don't even have to show up. He's not even showing up. What do you do? What are you doing in your house when you're sitting there thinking, yeah, I earned, I earned 10 grand today and I didn't get out of bed? Yeah, his tweet is me, bro. That's what I'm... incredible position to be in. That's what any of us would be doing if we made 70 grand a week. We'd just be straight tweeting our meat all week. Yeah. How could Muscle Food think that that was going to be a good hashtag? I, I think it's good. I genuinely think it's We're talking about good. it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hilarious. It's perfect. I think it's like the best hashtag ever. <laughs> I'm going to start another meat company and use it if I can. <laughs> Tweet your meat. Oh, my God. It's not that crazy. I think it's good. Didn't um, <laughs> didn't Deli Ali do that in a slightly different way? <laughs> no, he uh, he got his meat leaked. <laughs> he had his, yeah. He, he, he had leaked his, uh, his meat. <laughs> leaked leaked. Your meat. <laughs> his meat was leaked. By a third party. (laughs) Invasions of privacy are not funny, but the hashtag is. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's the moral of this story. Meat leak. All right. So I think on that note, that's the end of regular time. Uh, We can't talk about Brooks is crying, by the way. Yeah, I am. Tweet Your Meat has officially brought our... our brave host to tears. <laughs> I am in tears. If, if you have any idea where Jack, Rod, where Jack Rodwell is, please let us know. Uh, thank you. Using so, the hashtag tweet your mate. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, please use that hashtag. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, producers Bobo Martino and Bro Salah. You are, you are our Mo Salah. You are truly of that caliber. Tremendous. You're tremendous literally player. just some guy that is a Liverpool fan. No, some wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, on Jeez. social media, we are at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let's uh, tweet your meat, Instagram your meat. Whoa. Face- Facebook, That's a- <laughs> Facebook your meat. Uh, yeah, join us on Extra Time where we'll be discussing German Burgos at Letico Madrid. Uh, just renaissance man there's so much to talk about with him Uh, we'll talk about Leeds regrettable preseason tour that they have scheduled and Fox's short to be subpar World Cup coverage 
It's all happening in extra time. Join us there. Patreon.com slash ready tackle to get access. Uh, so yeah, extra time or next time. We'll see you. Meet us there. Bye. Lot of whistle.